This is Michael Cowan, and welcome to Trial Lawyer Nation. You are the leader in the courtroom, and you want the jury to be looking to you for the answers. When you figure out your theory, never deviate. You want the facts to be consistent, complete, incredible. The defense has no problem running out the clock. Delay is the friend of the defense. It's tough to grow a firm by trying to hold on and micromanage. You've got to front load a simple structure for jurors to be able to hold on to. What types of creative things can we do as lawyers, even though we don't have a trial setting? Whatever you've got to do to make it real, you've got to do to make it real. But the person who needs convincing is you. Welcome to the award-winning podcast, Trial Lawyer Nation. Your source to win bigger verdicts, get more cases, and manage your law firm. And now, here's your host, noteworthy author, sought-after speaker, and renowned trial lawyer, Michael Cowan. Today on Trial Lawyer Nation, I am joined by my partner, Natalie Arledge. Natalie, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Michael? I'm doing great. And since this episode is dropping on December 31st of 2023, we're going to talk about our goals for 2024. All right. I love it. But before we jump in, I wanted to say thank you to someone that met one of my goals for a past year. That's Law Pods. Law Pods is the company that produces, edits, uh, distributes this podcast for us. They make life so easy because you and I just need to talk and they handle all the rest. They do all the production. They sat with us and mess with our mics before this to make sure they sound de- decent. Uh, they will then do all the editing, put out all the little ads and make sure it actually gets out on all the podcast platforms. So thank you to Law Pods, and I highly recommend them if any of you all want to start your own podcast. So, Natalie, let's talk a little bit about goals. This is our year-end podcast, so happy New Year's Eve or happy New Year, depending on when you're listening to this. Do you set goals every year? Um, I don't, and that sounds bad, but <laughs> I don't set goals every year. But, I, you know, the older I get, though, the more I set goals for myself. Maybe not year-long goals, but I definitely do short-term goals, but this is probably one of the first years I've decided to set myself some year-long goals. Yeah, I think it's super important. And I'm changing that, by the way. So when we finished our our meeting that you and I did half of that lunch and have to do the other half after this uh, podcast, now you're on the spot. You're going to have to have some goals that we're going to hold you accountable to uh, (laughs) coach down next year. I have done it, and I think I need to do a better job of it because I ran into, uh, when I was 49, about turned 50, I wrote down some goals for my next decade. And... um, you know, and I've done a couple of them, but I need to make sure that every year I move towards them or I'm not going to, they're not like goals I can get all done in one year. So I can't wait till I'm 59, get them all done before I turn 60. So I think it's really important that we, that we come up with goals and that they're realistic goals that, that you know, they're a stretch. They're going to make our lives better or make our practices better, but also that there's something we can really achieve. Like I said, like, I'm going to win the Boston Marathon next year. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm, I can. I could quit practicing law. I could train twenty four seven, and this body is not going to win any foot races. But I think I can. You know, I can try cases. I can make more. You know, if making money was my goal, I could do that. I could do things to make my life better, to make my practice better. But just you know, to say something impossible, or, or even like outside our control. Like I think uh, one goal is like I'm going to try this many cases. That's a good goal. Saying I'm going to get a verdict for this amount or more. Well, you don't control that. I mean, you'd like to. Right, but right. you can try the perfect case and do everything right and not get that big verdict. And you can have a mediocre case and get lucky and get the big verdict. So <laughs> I do think that, you know, we should try to get things that are within our control. Why do you think goals are important? Well, we've got to have direction. I mean, got to have direction of where we're going and what we want to do, what we want to accomplish. 
one of my goals is making money. I love making money, right? <laughs> but it doesn't just it doesn't just happen. I got to figure out how to get there. And so I think making a goal is, you know, it's the only way to get get what you want at the end of the day. Yeah, my it's interesting. I'm looking at my goals for the next decade is, you know, there's health related goals, there are fitness goals, and there are professional goals as well. So, you know, one thing I kind of thought about though, what kind of so when you're setting a goal, do you think it's better to have a specific goal? Like if your goal is for health, would you want to say, I want to run a marathon by the end of the year? Or would you have set a goal that just says, I just want to be healthier. I want to exercise more. I think a specific goal is so much more important because what is a wishy-washy goal? How do you know if you met it or not? How do you know if you're working towards it? If you say, I want to be healthier. Well, you know, if I'm 450 pounds on January 1st, and I'm 449 pounds on December 31st. I am healthier. I lost a pound, you know, uh, but I don't think that that's really what the goal should be. Uh, so, you know, I think they need to be realistic. They need to be something that will uh, be enough of a reach where they'll make a change. Uh, you know, I think we should be looking for like big bang stuff, like what what really would make my life better. And then, and then something, but something you can measure. Am I really, it's within your control. You can figure out how to get there. So, yeah, like I think saying I want to lose some weight. Well, how? I want to lose this much weight by this day, and this is my plan for getting there, then that's something you can check in towards. And, you know, every month, like, how am I doing on that? Every week, am I, am I, you know, I can weigh in, I can see if I'm making progress. And I guess that's why it's important to be so realistic, because there's nothing more disappointing than not meeting your goal. Yeah. And I've, and I've done, well, I just did that. My goal was to run a marathon in January, and I fell off on my training. I got up to 14 miles and I fell off, and that, that goal is not canceled, but it's deferred. I'm not going to run a marathon in January. I will run a marathon in 2024. I'm not going to run in January of 2024 just because between getting busy and frankly getting a little bit down, I just kind of stopped running. I'll get back to it. And, you know, but and I could go run a half marathon now easily, but that I, I've run a marathon with enough training once before. It was awful. I don't want to do it again. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I would rather just get back into the habit of running and then but I still I'm still not giving up on it, but I'm deferring it. But I'm mad at myself for not. That was one of my goals for the year. And I'm not going to meet that one. And I am. A little disappointed, but we're going to fix it for next year. There you go. Well, give yourself a little grace, right? I mean, you were going to do it January 2024. Maybe you'll do it August 2024 instead. So what did you do to set goals? What did I do to set goals? Yeah. To set, you, know, you said you've come up with a list, and we'll, we'll get to them in a minute. But I, I'm, I'm more interested, like, how did you come up with what your goals are? Oh, well, this is so terrible to admit. But I guess, it's you know, it's always because of the end of the year, I just feel like a total mess. I think uh -huh. a lot of people probably feel like a total mess at the end of the year, right? You're just scrambling, trying to keep it together, trying to get stuff done, and you're doing stuff like half-assed. Can I say asked? I guess. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing things half-assed, and you feel bad. So that's usually kind of what gets me thinking like, okay, what am I going to do better next year? Next year's a fresh start. What am I going to do different next year? I mean, I'm sure next year at the end of the year, I'm going to be scrambling like a maniac again, but... It's always a good point to think like, where, where can I improve? What can I do better for next year? Yeah. So I just, I just sit in the quiet and just think about my, I, well, this weekend I was thinking about my cases and some of the things that yeah. I wanted to do in them and what I wanted to do more of in the future. I came up with a list of uh, some specific ones. I don't know if you want to hear those. Yeah. Yet. So let, let's share goals. Then I want to share how we came up with them, why there are goals, and then talk about how, what what our plan is. And then maybe we can follow up then the next year to see whether we really did them or not. Oh, my gosh. The pressure. I'm putting real pressure on you. See, 
I got to get someone to hold me accountable. Maybe we'll do it with each other because when we have our monthly meetings, I'm going to ask you about your progress towards your goals. Maybe you can ask me too. We can do a shared accountability here. Okay, that's good. I like that. We could do that. Okay, so what are your goals? Okay, so the first goal I have written down is I want to spend two to three hours looking at and analyzing the FOIA documents in the cases that I get FOIA documents in. I want to really take my time and look at them because there's always such good nuggets in them, always. And I always find something to beat up on the deponent about. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good goal. What other goals do you have? Okay, so still kind of on the trucking topic. So the driver logs. So I don't always get them in every case, but when I do get them, I want to spend more time looking at and analyzing those because those are another goldmine for information. I think if I spent some more time looking at them, I would find more nuggets to use in my cases. You will. Yeah, talk to me after this. I just did a, pre a presentation on, uh, last week on how drivers cheat on electronic locks. So oh, okay. I'll give you a little reminder. Okay, so the next goal I have is I want to draft a pattern jury charge after the ICM with the client. Those are all words I probably need to explain to. <laughs> yes. So the ICM here at our law firm is uh, stands for the initial client meeting. And it's the first contact we have with the client when we first get the case and we talk to them and we kind of learn about them. We learn about the crash, learn about their injuries. And then after that initial client meeting, we're off to the races. We're drafting our petition, we're filing it and we're going. But I know you've coached us many times about drafting the jury charge before you know, we even start before we even write the petition, really, if we can, well, because it's kind of like setting goals, right? I mean, I, I've got to set the goals for my case. What do I need to prove in my case? And I need to figure yeah. all that out in the beginning. Especially if you want to get to a punitive damages case, you need to figure out who who needs to have done what in order to get there. So you need, need to do this, know how to plead it, to know what to look for in discovery, to get the information you need to defeat summary judgment, and then hopefully to convince a jury that you're right. So that's a, that's a great goal is drafting that jury instruction that you're in charge early in your case, you know what your you know what your mission is. What else? Okay, so my next goal. So I kind of got this idea from Sonia. I want to have well, I just put have pictures of all of my clients, at least one good picture that I can put up on their case file. So when I open their case, I can see their picture. Sonia is so good. She finds a really nice picture of all of her clients and puts it on her case file. So she's not just looking at a blank or their driver's license picture. Yeah. Kind of reminds you that these are real people that we are working for. You know, great lawyer in Florida, Joe Cramalungo, actually, on all his wrongful death cases, he has pictures of all the people that passed away and he, put, he tapes them to his monitor. Mm -hmm. So every day when he goes to work, he's like, this is what I'm working for. And also, like, hey, someone, you know, somebody got killed. I got it. This is serious. I got to focus on it. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, because we get so bogged down in like the everyday technical stuff and, working with the courts or the court reporters, depots, hearings, mediations. And you kind of just sometimes the last thing you think about is like, OK, this is a real person. It's like, no, that should be the first thing we think about. And that's kind of what gives you some passion, too. Right. For your case is you thinking about yeah. this is a real person that needs a real help. Yeah. Any more? I do. I have two more. OK. I want to empower my this is kind of a general goal. Maybe I need to specify or figure out a way to specify more. But I want to empower my team to feel confident in making decisions on the things that are within the scope of their role on this team. But I haven't figured out how to do that yet. It's kind of just a thought. Can you give an example? So my medical coordinator, Nellie, she is in charge of 
helping our clients get to the doctor, helping them make doctor's appointments. If they need transportation to the doctor, she'll set all of that up. So that's that's her role. She was just asking me after lunch, a client couldn't make it to an appointment. He was um, his car was broken down. He needs to rent a car. She wants to know, can we rent him a car? That's not something that I need to make a decision on, right? That is totally within her role, her abilities, her responsibilities. So I want her to feel more confident in the future that she doesn't have to ask me that kind of stuff. She doesn't have to come hunt me down, look for me while I'm at lunch. That's something that she should feel confident in just taking care of. Yeah. Absolutely. To be clear for the all our defense lawyer listeners, we do not make referrals to the doctors. We just make sure that our clients <laughs> are able to get to the doctor's appointments if they have the, you know, whatever co-payments they need, if they're using the health insurance, if not, that whatever arrangements have been made to make sure they can get there. Just remind them, give them a gentle reminder of their appointment and get help with logistics. Like, do they need help with transportation and that kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like the job description. It's medical coordinator. She coordinates everything for them. Exactly. And, and the last one? The last one is, is that I want to use more visual aids, but, and this is kind of inspired by Sonia too. She is such a whiz on PowerPoint. I wish I had her skills. She can work on PowerPoint in the middle of the depot and change it up. I have tried it. It scares me. I don't do it right. I mess it up. But I, so maybe PowerPoint's not for me, but I want to figure out a way to be more visual in my depositions and my hearings and in trial. That's a great goal. Well, I have four. Oh, okay. So my first one is I want to hire someone to take over the administrative part of running this law firm. I want to spend more than 50% of my time actually being a lawyer instead of being a manager or an administrator so that I, I want to no longer have to meet with the accounting person every week. And I want to no longer have to meet with the marketing person every week. And I love them. They're great people. But I, I don't want to be taking time doing those things meeting with our operations person every week. I want someone else to just take the bull by the horns and run the firm for me and let me practice law. That's a good goal. That's a whole nother job. It is. And I, I feel like sometimes I've traded a really good lawyer for a really mediocre manager. I want to get back to being that good lawyer. <laughs> You're a good manager, Michael. I know, but I'm a better lawyer. Well, probably <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> if you look at what I can bring in fee-wise practicing law, we could hire a pretty damn good CEO for that. <laughs> The second one is I want to try two jury trials at least. No less than two, no more than four. Like more than three or four, it gets to be too much, especially because you have to prep for two or three for everyone you ever get reached on. But I like I want to try at least two cases to a jury okay. uh, next year. I'm not going to make a go on what the verdicts are because I don't have control over that. Obviously, we, we always want them to be as big as possible. But what I do have uh, within my controls, I can find two cases to try. Yes. That's big enough. We'll figure that out. I did it last year. I did it the year before. I'll do it again. The third goal is to get back to my health routine that I was on, which is going to be running at least uh, five days a week and going back to tracking what I eat because I had lost about 80 pounds and I found found 25 of them back. <laughs> and I don't want to find the – I want to at least get back to where I was, and I don't want to find any more of what I lost. Uh, the whole lost and found and weight happens pretty easily. So much easier to find than it is to lose. And the last one is I want to t- – hike up to the top of a mountain that is more than 14,000 feet. Oh my gosh. So what would that be? What mountain? Mount Elbert in Colorado, right outside of Leadville. Uh, It's all hikeable. It doesn't require special climbing equipment. Uh, One of our referral partners, Mike Gray, and I are going to go. We haven't scheduled a date yet, but we've decided we're going to do it. So that'll go hand in hand with the training. And that's that's one of the things that's on my bucket list that I have to do before I'm 60. And I want to 
knock that out next year is climbing what they call a 14er. Okay, that's very cool. Okay, so that's why it has to be over 14,000 feet. Yeah. Okay. Because they call them 14ers. So I want to I want to do a 14er. I've never done a I've I've done 13.5 before. I've never done 14. So I want to break <laughs> and, and and that was 1987. So it's been a little while. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, well those are good goals. Each year, the law firm of Cowan Rodriguez Peacock pays millions of dollars in co-counsel fees to attorneys nationwide on trucking and commercial vehicle cases. If you have an injury case involving death or catastrophic injuries and would like to partner with our firm, please contact us by calling 210-941-1301 to discuss the case in detail and see where we can add value in a partnership. And now, back to the show. So let me go back to your goals. So how are you going to make sure that you're like your first are, are really specific. Your first are real specific mm-hmm. that you're going to look, you know, spend two to three hours looking and analyzing the documents we get from the federal government on the trucking company. Make sure you're spending more time looking at the driver logs in each case to look for the what we call the teleporting trucks or other evidence that they're falsifying their logs, even though they're electronic now. And that you're drafting a jury charge right after the initial client meeting. How are you going to make sure you get all that done? That's a great question. I didn't think that far ahead. Well, the good thing is, is that they're specific. So I feel like I can put bulletin board right here behind me. Yeah. I could put up a reminder. I'm definitely going to need reminders. Yep. That's a great question, though. But other than just having something visual in my face every day telling me to do it, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I you know what I probably will do, though, is I'll probably tell my team about my goals. Right. And, you know, because they're the ones when we get documents in, they see them before I do. They know when my the initial client meetings are scheduled. And so I might ask them too, like, hey, remind me, help keep me accountable. Yeah, but we, yeah, we do need to enlist your support system, both, I guess, from what I'd say the top down, which is Brett, who's our chief galvanizing officer that helps me manage attorneys and me, you know, tell us what the goals are. And then when we have our regular meetings with you, we can be going over them. But also the biggest thing, yeah, tell your team, tell your paralegal, remind me when we get this document in, I need to, I need to block off two to three hours looking at it. So when we have our weekly meetings, you need to remind me, Hey, I don't see this on the calendar. When are you going to do this? You know, when you have that initial client meetings, you need to remind me, Hey, when are you going to do the jury charge? You know, and then, and then keep track of it somewhere, either give yourself a task in our case management system or keep a chart somewhere. But you know, if you don't track it, it's not going to happen. Oh, you know, that's a good idea to actually put it on the calendar. I hadn't thought of that, but the calendar keeps me on it more honest than anything else. Yeah. If you schedule it, it'll happen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because otherwise it's, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. And then things come up and I'll, okay, I'll do it Friday. And then it's like, okay, I have other stuff to do. I, I don't have time for it anymore. That's me. What's your plan for getting pictures of all your clients? Well, so we already kind of asked them in the, when in our, at our initial client meeting, we'll ask them throughout the life of their case. But I think maybe I just make it a specific point to our clients the first time I talk to them, like, hey, I want to know you and I want to know, I want to put a face to your case and I want to, you're the whole reason we're doing all of this. And so send me a picture of yourself. Take a selfie right now. Text it to me. We have this awesome case management software that they could just text directly to the file. So yeah, maybe during the initial client meeting, hey, just take a selfie. Send it. Yeah. Oh, you can even take a picture of them. Oh, that's true. I could. Okay. Here's the bigger one. Empowering your team to feel confident and make decisions within their scope. So it seems like it's a couple parts. One, they got to figure out what decisions are within their scope and which aren't. So how are you going to do that? I don't know. I think that one probably needs some more, more thinking time by me. But I mean, definitely just keeping, I mean, over communicate. 
I feel like I have to over communicate for me personally, but I think for everybody else too, I've got to just talk to them all the time about it and just remind them like, Hey, you are allowed to do this. You're allowed to do this. You're allowed to do this. You don't have to ask me, you know, some team members that have have been with me longer than others. It's like, you know, I feel like they have a better sense of the decisions they can make. And so hopefully with over 2024 with over communication and constant reminding that they can make some decisions, they'll, they'll start doing it. And then the final was, you know, using more visual aid. How are you going to meet that goal? Hmm. Well, the first, so the first thing that comes to my mind is my depositions, because I, I feel like that's probably the easiest place to kind of add visuals. And you've got the time, the jury's not staring at you, our judge yeah. isn't staring at you. And if it's your deposition, you can take all the time you want changing your visual aid. So I'm probably going to have to work it into my depot prep somehow. I need to think of, you know, one or two visuals every time I'm depot prepping and just make it part of that. Do you already have the skill set to make your own visuals or do you need any either help or development training in that area? So I guess I should. Right. I mean, I know the basics of PowerPoint, but I feel like I could always use more training. I want to be a whiz like Sonia. Yeah, so how, how are you going to do that then? <laughs> Well, I bought a book that I haven't read yet yep, beyond that's the bullet a help. points. Atkinson, one of our former guests. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I read. So I've I've read part of his book, but I probably need to have it on my desk with me, and while I'm doing my depot prep, and kind of use it more as a reference. That that might help. And then maybe just taking some classes online. You know, somebody showing me how to use PowerPoint. That same company. I don't even remember the name anymore. But we had to do the word the Microsoft Word training. They also do a PowerPoint training. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll check them out. Yeah. And it's not that expensive. I mean, it's in the hundreds, not the thousands. And I haven't read it yet. Michael Leiserman said he uses a book called Presentation Zen. I saw him speak last week. So it's on my de- it's on my desk. I just bought it. Uh, so if you want it next. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm bringing some reading with me. I've got some long flights coming up for my Christmas vacation. So I'm bringing some reading materials with me. But when I get back, you're welcome to it. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. So, Michael, what's your plan for meeting your goals in 2024? Yeah, so mine are, are pretty specific. So, one, I've been working on for a long time. So, I, you know, I want someone to come in at, at really, there's a book called Traction that talks about having an integrator, which is the idea between Traction as a good business has a visionary that comes up with the ideas and you have an integrator that actually makes ideas come to pass and runs the business. And we're just big enough where we need an integrator. And so I've been working by myself uh, with a coach, actually. Uh, with a recruiter to find the right person. I'm going to make a job offer tonight. Hopefully it gets accepted <laughs> for the right person. I guess we'll know one way or another by the time this episode airs in 13 days. And, and then, you know, if she or whoever it ends up being accepts, then I'm going to have to just go and really define what I want that person to do and then work with that person, you know, over the next year and with goals. In fact, that person's compensation is going to be tied to meeting these goals of learning something, taking it off by plate, you know, what are the things that, you know, we need to have that person, like me still involved in someone like legal strategy. I still need to be, I think I add a lot on legal strategy. I can't hire a non-lawyer to handle legal strategy for me. So, you know, for me to be available to, to talk to you about how to strategize your case is great. For me to be the one to say, hey, uh, the depot's gotten done in this case, you know, someone else can do that. And someone else can make sure that other person's make is doing it. And so same for, you know, getting the bills paid and all the other things that I do. So, that's how I want to do that is just, you know, hiring the right person and then meeting with them very regularly as they learn the job so I can make sure that, you know, I can start handing off one one part after another of the business to her. And hopefully that person starts 
very beginning of 2024. Or whatever the notice period is. Yeah, we'll find out, like I said. It would be nice if that person could start before our, our firm trip to Santa Fe so she could get to know everybody, but we'll see. What was your next goal? Yeah, my next goal is trying two cases. That That is just a matter of, you know, I'm really spoiled at the firm because I get to choose which cases I come in to try. So it's making sure that I'm looking at people's dockets and looking at, okay, what are some cases that I want to try that are realistic to go to trial? And, and I'm really looking, it's funny, I'm, I'm not just looking for the big hit, although I'm, you know, I'm tired of trying smaller cases at this point in my career. I do have trials that because, you know, it's a lawyer that hasn't tried a case solo at a firm. So I'm going to go in there. And the goal of that one is to make sure that I can go teach and mentor that other lawyer, not just go try the case on my own. And there's other cases, you know, Mallory and I have a death case set in February. I want to try that case. And, you know, we work so well together, it's going to be nothing but fun. Whereas uh, Kayla, our New Mexico lawyer, and I have a Minimum policy limits, soft tissue case set for trial in Albuquerque, New Mexico in uh, November. That one's also exciting to me, even though it's not going to be, you know, even if we hit a home run in that case, it's not going on our website. It's one, you know, just <laughs> doesn't have the, it's not a catastrophic injury or death or anything. But, you know, I've not tried a case in New Mexico yet. I practiced, I've practiced there for years. I've yet to go to trial in that state. I, I want to go trial there. I've not tried a case with Kayla yet. She's brilliant. I want to see her develop. I want to work with her. And that'll be more of a coaching trial for me. But I'm, you know, I'm just looking at, you know, every quarter, what what trials do I have? And if, you know, if it gets to like October, September, October, I haven't tried enough cases, then I'll jump in and try some shittier cases I'd rather not try. <laughs> Whereas, you know, if my plan goes, I can try a big one in February, then I can be pickier. Right. Did you, so you tried two cases last year? Yeah, no, I tried two. I tried the rear end collision against SpaceX that I got a mediocre ver verdict on. And I tried the product case that I got a good verdict on. Oh, okay. Was that your goal last year, too, to try two cases? Two is what I want. At least two. Two is good. That's good. It. Keeps you in good practice. Three to four would be ideal for me, as long as I have someone else doing a lot of the technical part of running the firm. Well, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully when your integrator comes, yeah. for you up to do three or four. That's my hope, because I love, I, I would much rather be trying cases than having meetings in the office. And not everyone feels that way, but that's me. That's that's what I like. The, the health, if I would, I have the tool, I have a... There's a company called MyBodyTutor.com, and I actually pay to have a woman call me five days a week, sometimes six days a week, and I'm supposed to log my exercise, log what I eat, and we talk about it and talk about the mindset. I've been falling off, but I have the tool there. I just need to recommit. I, I talked to her on Friday saying, look, I'm burned out for the year. I'll talk to you Monday and Tuesday, then I'm going on vacation, but I promise you January 1st, we're coming on strong. So I've got to do that. And then for the 14er, yeah, I got to go pick the date. That's the big thing. So I'm, I'm going to try to get that done actually, you know, by January 1st. I've got to just go talk to my, my running coach does a lot of mountain stuff and figure out like what's a good time of year, like where it's not too hot, not too cold to get up there. Not going to have crazy weather, hopefully. And then pick the date, hire a guide and then start the training program. So I've got, I've got so many coaches in my life. I've got a fitness coach. I've got an eating coach. I've got a running coach. I've got a business coach. But it's it's what I need. Uh, and so I'm sure he's going to have me running a lot on the treadmill with like, you know, big incline. He's done that before. Put me on an incline for an hour at a time. It's not fun, but uh. that's how you get your body ready to do that. And then I have to figure out what I can do for the higher elevation. I guess when I'm in Albuquerque or Santa Fe, I'll have to do the uphill stuff. There you go. But it'll be fun. OK, well, that sound good. And you've got a plan and you're already executing your plans. I do. That's, I've learned a lot that, you know. Failure to plan is plan to fail. And so I've, I've worked a lot more in my life about being a lot more purposeful on what I do so that I actually get things done. Well, that's good. We'll have to take a notes from you because I need to be better about my goals. We all do. Well, listeners, you know, let us know what your goals are and maybe we'll talk about them on a future podcast episode. 
And if you want any advice on on how to reach your goals, we can talk about that too. Just send me an email, uh, michael at cowanlaw.com, C-O-W-E-N-L-A-W.com. Also, I ask everyone to do two favors for me if you like the podcast. The first one is if you've read my book, uh, Big Rig Justice, go on uh, Trial Guides. And if you think it's good enough to leave a five-star review, please leave a five-star review. If you don't think it's good enough to leave a five-star review, if you can keep that to yourself and not leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, halfway kidding there. The other is if you do trucking our company vehicle cases, we are having our Cowan's Big Rig Boot Camp. That's going to be in here in San Antonio, Texas on July 12th. It's going to be a great seminar we're going to put on again. Please sign up at BigRigBootCamp.com and look forward to seeing you all in person there in San Antonio. So I hope everyone has a great 2024. Happy New Year. And I look forward to talking to you all next year on Trial Lawyer Nation. Thank you for joining us on Trial Lawyer Nation. I hope you enjoyed our show. If you'd like to receive updates, insider information, and more from Trial Lawyer Nation, sign up for our mailing list at TrialLawyerNation.com. You can also visit our episodes page on the website for show notes and direct links to any resources in this or any past episode. To help more attorneys find our podcast, please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast on any of our social media outlets. If you'd like access to exclusive, plaintiff lawyer-only content and live monthly discussions with me, send a request to join the Trial Lawyer Nation Insider Circle Facebook group. Thanks again for tuning in. I look forward to having you with us next time on Trial Lawyer Nation. Each year, the law firm of Cowan Rodriguez Peacock pays millions of dollars in co-counsel fees to attorneys nationwide on trucking and commercial vehicle cases. If you have an injury case involving death or catastrophic injuries and would like to partner with our firm, please contact us by calling 210-941-1301 to discuss the case in detail and see where we can add value in a partnership. This podcast has been hosted by Michael Cowan and is not intended to, nor does it create the attorney-client privilege between our host, guest, and any listener for any reason. Content from the podcast is not to be interpreted as legal advice. All thoughts and opinions expressed herein are only those from which they came.